Here's a sneak peek of this week's episode. Yeah, you know, one time we were, I believe, in Europe, and Melissa had checked in online on her phone. I think she even told me to go check in online, and I was doing something else, totally forgot uh, to do that. And so I said, oh, I'll just check in at the airport once we got there. And they actually charged me like a $75 check-in fee, which was ridiculous. I'm Scott. And I'm Melissa. And we are the Sunshine Travelers. Our passion is travel and sharing our experiences with those who enjoy it as much as we do, or those who want to learn more about travel, or even those who want to live vicariously through our travel stories. No matter where you follow along that journey, get ready to hear about our firsthand experiences as we visit some of the most interesting and amazing places on earth. In this week's episode, we are going to help those who want to travel more and better with some tips and tools that will make your travel and travel planning easier and better. These are tools that we use while planning and while on our travel adventures. Some are apps that you can install on your phone and some are websites that will make your planning easier and faster. So grab your laptop and let's get started. Speaking of tools that will make your travel easier and better, we love using Viator for booking all of our experiences at a destination. Our favorite way to book local experiences is through Viator because you can do more with Viator. It's one site with over 300,000 travel experiences that you'll remember. We like using Viator because of the free cancellation policy. Plans may change or you might find another tour that you like better. And so you can receive a full refund if you cancel at least 24 hours in advance of most experiences. Book your spot now and pay later with their Reserve Now Pay Later feature. And of course, before booking, we always read the trusted reviews. Viator has 4.3 stars from 140,000 plus Trustpilot reviews. Go to sunshinetravelers.com slash Viator to explore and book your next local experience. We've been doing a lot of planning recently for an upcoming two-week trip in Europe And we realize that we have learned so many things over the last few years that we take for granted that everyone would know. One of our goals in doing this podcast was to help those who want to travel more and better. So we have come up with our list of tools that we use regularly and thought that we would share them with you. Some of these you may already be using, and that's great. But let's put the whole list together for you, and maybe you'll find a few new tricks along the way. And as Scott said, I just wanted to reiterate, as we go into this list, it's not just a bunch of things that we want you to download just to come up with a list, but these are things that we actually use. When we were preparing for this episode, we looked at our phones and talked about, you know, what are the apps that we're constantly opening when we're at the airport, when we're traveling, et cetera. And so, again, these are things that we use, trip in and trip out. And some tips to go along with them that we just think will be really helpful. And it's not just on our phones. Some of these are, quite honestly, when I'm sitting down planning for a trip, I like to use my laptop. I can look at pictures. I can have multiple things up on the screen at the same time, so I don't have to be flipping back and forth, right? And so, you know, some of them are websites that you can get to. And so if you want to do it through your phone, that's fine. Or if you want to do it on your laptop, that's great too. Yeah, and that's true. So I would say like in the planning phase, a lot of this would be like on a laptop, right? Some of the itinerary things we're going to talk about and some of those booking apps and stuff like that. But then like when you're actually traveling and you're, you know, on the go, then it tends to be, you know, some websites and links. And we're going to give you some tips for that. And 
we have an episode about planning a trip, but might, maybe it would help be helpful just at the start here to do a little quick recap. So usually when we're planning a trip, we have an idea of where we want to go. And so we're starting with that. And from there, we're going to figure out, you know, places or activities that we want to do. And then based on those, we'll start looking for locations to stay and stuff like that. Right. So, you know, I have a spreadsheet that I use, and this is basically what we've turned into our itineraries. And we'll talk about that later. But as I go along in each of those areas, I fill out that itinerary. And so that's one of the reasons I like doing that on my laptop. And so when I'm booking hotels and stuff like that, I can get to all the features that these websites offer versus sometimes their mobile apps are very limited in what you can do and see. Yeah, that's true. And so if you want to know a lot more about how we go through that process, step by step. And we're kind of funny, like once we kind of get on a, the ball rolling on a trip, we kind of feel like, okay, we need to like get every, get everything right. So, and, and we do have a process, right? We, this is what we look at first and this is what we look at next because you do have to make sure that you can, you know, the flights can work out with the rooms that you want and you can get the things booked that, that you want to book. So we do have a step-by-step process. And so if you haven't heard that or you need some more tips about exactly how we go through that, head on over to episode 20 after you finish this one and you know, listen to our tips and tricks and just kind of see. And this would be a great time to do it, right? As you're thinking about trips this spring, trips this summer, that would be a great time to just kind of go through that process yeah. again. So these two episodes kind of back to back would be a great idea for anybody who's thinking about planning a trip. And like I said, you know, if you're an expert traveler out there, we're probably not going to tell you maybe even anything that you don't already know. But if you're that person out there that says, wow, you know, I really want to break the mold of just going to the same place over and over and over again, right? You're the person that we're talking to today because we want to give you some of our tips and tools that we use just to make this process easier. And this won't be an all-inclusive list, right? There's probably a few things that maybe we use occasionally that we're not going to talk about, but I would say these are the ones that we use over and over and over again. And the other thing I would say is if you've got something that you hear us talk about and you do it faster, easier, you've got a better way, you're like, hey, I use this and this is way better, please help us out, right? Please tell us, reach out to us through our email, through social media, you know, do it on the, you can, you know, put a comment instead of a review here, you know, put a comment and this is how I do it. And that would be great, would help us out. And then we can share that with our audience too. And we would appreciate that. Let's go ahead and get started because we do have a, a good list here and we purposely want to keep this episode just a little bit shorter this week. So number one, I would say download the mobile app for the airline that you have booked your flights on. So I have a bunch of them. You know, we typically fly Delta here in the U.S., but sometimes when we travel in Europe, that doesn't you know work out. We have good connections on some other ones. So download those apps. Be sure to create a login. Be sure to sign up for their reward program because you never know when you might 
you know, use the points either with them or on a partner airline or what benefits that might just get you just for having signed up for that. And then make sure to load your reservation number into that app. And that is where you're going to want to do the online check-in, add bags. And, you know, if it's some of the discount airlines, you know, add your coffee, add your, you know, anything that they offer, you know, get your little upgraded seat, whatever it is. Be sure to add it in the app and avoid the hefty fees if you to check in or to add baggage at the airport. Yeah. You know, one time we were, I believe, in Europe and Melissa had checked in online on her phone. I think she even told me to go check in online and I was doing something else. Totally forgot uh, to do that. And so I said, oh, I'll just check in at the airport once we got there. And they actually charged me like a $75 check-in fee, which was ridiculous. But that's their policy. You have to check in online. And the other thing I would say is, you know, Melissa, you were talking about joining their rewards program. Take like Delta. If you want to have free Wi-Fi on their flights, you have to be a member of their rewards program. So, you know, there are some perks like that that often come about. So I think that's a really good suggestion. Number two, I would say download the hotel booking app that you use to book or if you book with one of the big brands. That way that you can quickly get to your stay if they offer things like mobile check-in, you know, when your room's ready, let you know when your room is. Sometimes you can make room requests and amenity requests on those apps as well. So again, that's just handy to have. I know, for example, the Marriott app, you can do the online check-in, you can get the mobile key, you can go in there and change your preferences. Now, I know they don't always honor it, but you can say, okay, I like a high floor, I like these kind of pillows, you know, that kind of thing too. So again, just having that accessible and then also having your reservation. That's a great place to like have your reservation number and two, you know, we would recommend that you keep to keep it together on an itinerary. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, but just to have like a backup. Okay, here is my reservation and I've got proof that I have this reservation because we've had that instance before too. We get to a place and we're like, uh oh, something happened. And, you know, we've gotten lucky and found a place, but that way you just kind of have that reassurance that it's there and it's in their system. And, you know, with the hotels, the same thing. They have a rewards program. They offer certain perks for their rewards members. And so, by using the application, by making sure that your stay is shows up in the app, that also makes sure that your rewards number gets applied as well. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and we've mentioned that before, but join those hotel rewards programs. You know, even if you don't travel a lot and stay a lot, a lot of those don't expire. And so that could add up over, that could add over time for sure. All right. Number three, TripAdvisor. Melissa, you've been using TripAdvisor since like 2015. You know, we were, I think, in Scotland or somewhere with our brother-in-law. We were somewhere with him traveling and we started talking about dinner. And, you know, he said, oh, let me look that up real quick. And, you know, what he found was the highest ranked restaurant in the area. And so we went there. It had great reviews and you know, ended up being a, a great dinner. And so TripAdvisor is really good for that. It's also good for finding out what to do um, in an area. You know, you can say, what are things to do around me? And it can come up with suggestions, places for you to go, things for you to see, etc. 
Yeah. What I like to do for both of those things, right? Because you can filter it near me, you know, the highest rank things for the, for restaurants, it can be near me and then it can be breakfast, lunch, dinner, and it can be like what kind of cuisine, right? As well. So you can kind of filter through that. And so that's super helpful for eating. But then we talked about in our Pittsburgh episode, we didn't have any plans when we went to town and it's like, okay, what are the things that we want to do? And I just went to TripAdvisor and I was like, okay, so for this, I want to know the highest rank things, right? And so, and that is how we said, oh yeah, the Andy Warhol Museum. That's right. That's here in Pittsburgh and it's right down the road from us. Oh, they have a botanical garden. That would be something that we enjoy. We could go to the National Aviary. I didn't know about those other two things. And that was fantastic, right? To be able to use that app and then and then filter that. And so then hand in hand, we'll kind of go right into the next one because, well, let me say first, before I go into the next one, is that you can make fold, like folders, like you can say, okay, let me make a folder for Pittsburgh, right? And I can put all those and then I can like heart them. If I, you know, create an account, I can put up favorites on them and a heart on them. And then I can put them in that folder. So then it's easy for me to go back and find those things. Now, I will say I use that hand in hand now with Google Maps, because then I want to be able to put, okay, here is the location and then have all those things pinned. So yes, I have them pinned in TripAdvisor, but then I kind of pin them again in Google Maps. So then that way, once we get to a place, and I do this especially for restaurants, once we get to a place and it's not a place we're going to like make a reservation, but okay, it's going to get in time for dinner. What is near us though, that I've already kind of looked up, that got good reviews, that, you know, got a lot of stars, kind of pre-vetted them instead of just randomly, okay, what's near us? I mean, sometimes that works, but I really, with restaurants, right, we like to kind of pre-vet a little bit. And so that's, that's helpful as well. But then one thing that I feel like is more updated typically in Google Maps are like days that they're open and hours and stuff like that. And so then you can quickly say, okay, this is closed on Monday or, okay, we got to hurry. They're only open till nine o'clock or something like that. And TripAdvisor, you know, they do have some of those things, but I don't know if they're always quite as up to date as what you find in Google. Yeah. One of the other things about Google Maps that's very helpful is you can actually choose an area and save that map offline and it'll even save your, uh, you know, places that you've pinned on there. And so if you're in a place where you don't have good internet access, but you still need to get to this, you can get to it with offline maps. Um, so that's, you know, really recommended. I'll tell you, I'm not a fan of Google Maps for driving directions or directions in general. I have just found too many times recently where it gets lost and then sends you in the middle of nowhere. And we've had that happen to us a number of times. I think Melissa thought I was crazy the first time I said that. But then she's been with me several times where, you know, it took us like into a subdivision and was like, hey, idiot, why are you in a subdivision? Turn around and go back out again. And it's like, you brought me here, you know. So um, I'm just not a fan of Google Maps for that. But if you don't have anything else, that offline map works and directions will work with the offline maps. So it is handy and has saved us on a number of occasions when we were somewhere we didn't have good data on our phones and therefore we couldn't get to, uh, you know, the a map or something like that to look stuff up. Yeah. So basically you just go up to that top right hand corner 
And so, of course, I will say too, to use these features, you need to have like a Google login, right, in order to save this stuff. So you go to the top right headquarter, click your profile picture, and it'll have a drop down type thing. And you click download offline maps, and then it will let you select the area that you want to download. And then just be make sure, like, don't try to do this at the last minute. Do this when you have really good Wi-Fi or cell service that you, you know, don't mind having the download. And then make sure you have enough time. You don't want to be like in a hurry to do this. So just that's something that you do need to plan ahead to do. And if you've used up all the memory on your phone and you don't have any space, just realize these maps can be, you know, pretty sizey at times. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, the next one is a rideshare app. And again, it's handy to have these pre-downloaded on your phone, have a login created, have your credit card loaded that kind of thing. So of course, our most popular favorite ones are going to be Uber and Lyft. And we like to have both of them just because sometimes the city may have one or the other. A lot of times they have this both and then you can just kind of compare and see. And then outside the US, we have found that there's one that's called Bolt. We've used that in Europe um, as well. And so that has been handy just to have an account for that and have that set up. We have found a few times that and this has been not quite as recent, but gone to places where they may have some other kind of app, right? So at the airport, it may have then some kind of signs or something, use this, you know, use this or that. I, I remember specifically like we were in Ireland, and this has been several years ago, so it might not be something that exists, so I don't like call the name of it, but we were in Ireland and it was like, okay, this is the app you use, but this particular app, they didn't have Uber and Lyft, right, because it was a lot of taxis there, but this was the app you could use to like get the taxis. So just kind of be aware of that too, and you might could, you know, do some online research to see what else that you might need to do, but those are the ones that we typically use. And I wanted to point out too, that One of the credit cards that we have, one of the travel credit cards that we have actually gives you additional benefits like on Lyft. It gives you like access to Lyft Pink, which is just like more um, like higher end, I guess, but you get it for a little bit cheaper. So, you know, some travel credit cards might have some perks on those just so that might be something that you want to look into. You also want to, if you're going to travel outside the country, you're going to want to take a travel or have a currency converter. Especially if you're in one of those countries where it's like 20,000 to one, right? Because those numbers get really large very quickly. And so you're sitting there, you're trying to do the math in your head, and inevitably you're going to get it wrong. So it's good to have that currency converter to understand whether you're getting a good deal or not. And they're just really quick. Like you type in the local currency. And then it'll convert it to USD or whatever your currency choice is. And um, they're very handy to have right there on your phone. Yeah. So I used to use a different one. Scott recently told me, hey, use this one called XE Currency. And I played around with it. I really do like it because you can do multiple currencies at once. So before I was having to go in and find, you know, if it wasn't, you know, euros or, you know, whatever, pesos, or I had to like go and switch it. So with this one, I can just have all of those. And then typically for me, then you would go in and put in, okay, if it's this many British pounds, okay, this is what it's going to be in dollars. And it just like is, okay, just makes it faster and easier when you're trying to shop and stuff like that. So that's a really good, that's a really good thing to have. And on a quick side note, get a travel credit card that doesn't have foreign transaction fees. 
and then make sure that you make your purchases in the local currency. And so this just helps you like you have, you know, travel protection on those things. And then you, you know, build up some extra travel points and stuff like that as well. Make sure that you're not paying extra to use those in a foreign country. The other thing that I would say while I'm thinking about this too is make sure to travel. Like if you like American Express, that's fine, but always travel with like a travel visa too because American Express might might be accepted. The visa probably will. Make sure that you have a couple as well. And kind of on that converter point of view, we would also recommend as number seven, a translation app. So if you're going to travel outside the country and the primary language is not your language, it's good to have a translation app. Google Translate's one that we use. This can be a real lifesaver. And, you know, nowadays they have a lot of really cool features that are built into them, such as a microphone. So you could you could turn on the microphone and it'll pick up the conversation and do real-time translation for you. But you could also type in what you want it to say, and it can, through the speaker, it can pronounce that back out to the to the other person. So really helps you to not get caught up in a bind, you know, especially when in a foreign country. Yeah, and um, that's especially helpful for me is to have that where, where it pronounces it for you as well. So I like that feature. And I will say, like, this has changed a lot too, right? It used to be that it would it would show you the words and you're just like, okay, or you'd have to figure out how to, you know, type it in. So I do like, you know, the updates they've done over time. So number eight is Google Flights. You know, we do our planning usually on the computer. And so, you know, Google Flights is one of the tools that we would use in planning but you think that it's good to also have on your phone? I do think it's good to have on your phone as well, just to see. Sometimes you want to kind of check it on the go. And the other reason I like it is that you can actually set alerts, right? So let's say you're watching a flight and you're kind of in the early stages of planning, but you're not quite sure. And maybe you're, you know, watching some, you know, different situations and different days, you can actually set an alert. Okay, I want to go from here to here around this time kind of pick some flights and then it's going to let you know, you know, when those prices drop and you can set it to send you emails. But then also if you have that app, it's going to kind of like give you, you know, give you some updates on that too. But then there's some other apps that are really good for finding like the best time to travel and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, so you can, you can do that in some of the features now, as far as the Google flights app, not as easily, but now if you do the Google flights on your computer, then yes, it's going to show you like, you'll actually be able to see uh, like some features, like you can, it'll show you like on the different days, you know, what the prices kind of how they vary, but then you can also look at different locations, right? So maybe you usually fly out of, you know, some certain airport that's closer to you or you're flying, you think, okay, I'm going to fly into this airport, but Google Flights just has some also some features where you can say, okay, around this area or close to this other area. And those are only available on the desktop. So you can get into all that here, but play around with it and that's some some features that that has that could be you know save you a lot of money and google's probably going to hate us for saying this but don't don't book the flight through google flights or kayak or any of those other sites go shop that deal on the local or on the actual airline 
Right. And that just makes it easier. Like if the flight is delayed, it's canceled, it's whatever, you've got to make some changes. It is definitely best to have booked with that airline. And then we think that you should make sure that you have your credit card and your banking apps downloaded, have all your logins and stuff like that too, because then that way when you're traveling, it just provides you easy access to the credit card information, right? So you, something happens and you lose a credit card, you've got some fraudulent charges, that kind of thing. You leave your credit card somewhere. You can, a lot of these now you can like toggle on and off if that credit card can be used and you can, you know, you can contact them. We also think that's a good idea, like in your banking apps, to let them know when and where that you're traveling, but it just gives you a fast way to like, okay, here's, you know, here's how I would contact them and that kind of thing. So any credit cards that you're bringing along with you, your your bank and stuff like that, just have those ready on the go with the apps or the websites downloaded to your phone. Yeah, one time we were in Portugal and I remember getting a call from the bank, well, they were putting me on hold, you know, while they did a bunch of stuff. And this was a long distance call. And so instead I pulled out the app, used the app and went through and was able to tell them this was a proper charge and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's just helpful to have those apps installed. Yeah. Because then you could use like the chat features and stuff too, right. As well. If you, if you needed to maybe. And then sometimes you're on really long flights, Melissa, and you have found an app that's sitting in our number 10 spot called Uplift. Yeah, so we talk in great detail about how to minimize the effects of jet lag. And this is an episode six because we've just found some tips and techniques. But part of that is using this Uplift app, which... You use pressure points. You just take a few minutes once you land. You put in a little bit of information about your trip. You spend five minutes or so pressing on these pressure points, and it has been a game changer for us. It, I get it. It seems like a little bit strange, and a lot of people are like, we tell them about it, and they're like, oh, whatever. But, you know, we talk about it that in episode six that I swore by it. Scott was miserable on a trip and now he's like, okay, yeah, this is, this really works. So go listen to episode six. You can hear our whole process. It's a pretty short episode, but we think that you're going to be like, wow, okay, this is like life changing when you do long distance travel. And so wrapping up our list, one of the newest features that we've put on Sunshine Traveler's website is our itineraries. And we've started posting many of our itineraries there at sunshinetravelers.com slash itineraries. And this gives you quick access to all of the information. You know, how did we get there, where we stayed, what we ate, and what we did. So all you have to do is, if you really don't want to go through the hassle of planning out a trip, just go pull that itinerary down. And we've taken care of all of the research for you. If you're a more seasoned traveler, this is going to help to spur on your research on a location and, you know, hear directly from us about what worked and what didn't work. But if you're that person and maybe you want to do a surprise trip somewhere, right? Maybe your partner is the person who always plans everything, but you want to be a hero this year, go get that itinerary, pull it down. We've taken care of everything for you and you could be a star 
Yeah. And, and it's, they're totally customizable. So like could also just give you a great starting point. And listen, we love to ask people for recommendations too. So a lot of the places that we eat are places that people have told us about as well. And so just passing those along, the ones that we liked. So, you know, if we didn't have a good experience, we're not going to put it on there. The ones that we liked, or we're going to put on there. Okay. This was recommended, et cetera. So again, these are based on trips that we have taken. But please let us know what other destinations that you would like to see added. And I am certainly happy to do the research and plan the trip and go on the trip and create the itinerary for you. (laughs) So let's talk about a few other tips. You know, one of the things that you were talking about, Melissa, is organizing stuff on your phone. Yes. So we've got Google Flights, we've got Translate, we've got Currency Converter, we've got these hotel apps and these airline apps, and you've just got all these apps and website links and stuff like that on your phone. Put them in a folder. And if you're like me, you've got pages and pages and pages and pages of apps on your phone. Yeah. So I do use the search feature a lot. So where I like just swipe down and like type it in, but it's handy to have them all together, especially if you can't remember. Oh, like sometimes if the apps name something a little weird or something like that. So I'll just put a little folder and say, you know, it could be travel, it could be airlines, it could be like, however you want to organize it, but in a way that makes sense for you. And, um, and if it's if it's not an app and it's a website that you go to, for example, you can actually, you know, you go to that and go where you're like going to share that. And instead of sharing it, go to add to home screen. And so then it basically just like it looks like it's an app on your phone, but it's just a link to that website page. And so that can be a great way to like have all that stuff you know, together instead of having to go and open your browser and then, you know, type that in. Etc. So I have a folder on my phone that I created in 2019 that's called Europe Trip. And it was for our six week trip to Europe. And in that specific one are the ones that I typically use, used for Europe then, use for Europe now. For example, the Bolt app or some of the airlines that we only fly there, you know, Ryanair, Austrian Air, Aegean Air that, you know, that we're going to use in the near future. And so just remember that many apps, and of course these websites, but many apps too, require you to have the internet or Wi-Fi. And speaking of internet, we use T-Mobile and here's why. Used to, when you went in country, most of those countries were limited to 2G access. So you got like 156K up, up and down. I mean, it was slow internet. It was workable, but you know, with today's modern apps, they're very data heavy And so those really low speeds just don't work. But with T-Mobile, you can now include it in a lot of the packages. You can get that high-speed internet once you land in country, and it's just part of your package. So you don't have to pay anything more to get that access. And if you're somewhere where, you know, they don't have the high-speed as a part of the standard package, it's real cheap just to have it added on. I know I had a Verizon plan and Xfinity plan at one point, and those actually charged you by the day. So, you know, $10 or $30 or however much per day to add that on. And then, you know, with T-Mobile, 
it's just part of the plan that you have. Yeah, and used to be, it was still a good deal, but to get that high speed, it was like $50 for a month. And I thought that was a great deal compared to some of these other ones where you're saying it's like $10 a day. I was like, oh, that's a great deal. But when we went recently and upgraded our phones and they're like, okay, if you get this plan, you know, you can get this kind of discount and that kind of thing. And they're like, oh, and this international is included at the high speed and a lot of countries, probably most of the countries that we're going to travel to. I was like, you are kidding. Like that for us. For you, that might be, that's a great deal, right? I used to have to go buy SIM cards and do all this stuff or pay the $10 a day. And so this is not sponsored or anything like that. But just to be aware that if you travel a lot, like that is something that you might want to look into. Yeah, I was going to make that point. We're not sponsored by T-Mobile. It's just something that we have have figured out and thought we would share with you. And I don't think that it's something that they super duper advertise, right? Because I haven't seen like any commercials about it or anything like that. But when they were going through these benefits, it was just like, oh, hey, this is this is whatever. And I was just shocked. So that's something that has been super helpful for us. And literally, once you, you do your phone off of airplane mode, it is welcome to wherever. And even... When you had the Xfinity and you had added that, it took you two days when we were in Slovakia to get that added and you had to go back and forth with them. And it really was a hassle and you were paying for it and it was ridiculous. So you guys, if you travel a lot, you really might want to look into this. So to wind it up, one of the things that we talk about all the time and it's something that we're passionate about is, you know, we always talk about booking.com. And when we aren't using a hotel, especially Marriott, We look here on Booking.com. We're planning a trip right now, and we booked most of our stays on Booking.com because for four adults and two children, it gave us some great options to accommodate all of us in larger spaces, or it would show multiple units at the same location, which made finding and booking accommodations so much easier for us. So choose from over a million properties worldwide, from cozy country homes to sleek city apartments. You can find the best deals with their price match promise. Enjoy great stays at lower cost. You know, and flexibility matters. Book with confidence knowing that you can cancel with ease. We make informed choices because we're reading, you know, they've got millions of reviews from fellow travelers. And so when we're looking at these places, we look at the reviews and make sure this is somewhere that we're going to want to stay. So we invite you to go out, start your adventure now. Visit sunshinetravelers.com slash booking to book your perfect stay. And, you know, using these affiliate links to book your experiences and travel, this helps support our podcast and allows us to continue to provide you new content on a weekly basis. So we ask that when you're booking your travel or some experiences that you consider using these links when booking your next travel. There's no extra cost to you, and we're compensated through the affiliate. Melissa, what a great tip about putting your travel-related apps into a folder on your phone. Now if I can just go find that folder and what I did with it. It's got to be on one of these pages here somewhere. What are some of your favorite travel tools that we haven't mentioned? Send me a note at scott at sunshinetravelers.com and let me know the tools that make your travel a lot easier. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll find some inspiration to help you with your travel journeys. Please consider going on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. 
The more five-star reviews we have, the more likely we are to be featured and discovered by others. And make sure to follow or subscribe to our podcast to be notified of new episodes as they are released. You can also find us on Instagram as Sunshine Travelers Podcast. Remember that's travelers with one L. Most importantly, share it with your friends and help them catch the travel bug. You never know, they may become your greatest travel companion.